0: Becky. And Hello, everyone. It's Dan. I he did it weird, and this is the H-word. I was just supposed to say the name of the thing. Should we start again? No. This is the, H- this is the H-word, and we're fucking fucked up right now.
1: Yeah, what's up, dudes?
0: We're fucked up. Um, I don't want to speak for you. I'm all over uh, the place. How are you?
1: You're all over the place? Um, I'm good. I just listened to our last episode, which came out uh, very recently. Yep. Um and Brandon Ash Muhammad was as charming as ever um and so were you and <laughs> i happy. just i just this morning uh noticed that he has launched his comedy album for pre-order yep. and it just it made me so happy because i think it's maybe my favorite comedy album title i've ever heard uh capricornication it's just <laughs> it's just incredible
0: <laughs> yeah and the timing the timing was really great and i just yeah everybody listened to him he's wonderful if you want to listen back to that episode do know that like we get into some we get into some history some canadian media stuff and then a full 20 minutes of hair and skin care tips at the end so it's really kind of modular yeah um
1: yeah, it's great. It's a good skincare uh, uh, d- discussion, though. It really goes deep.
0: And honestly, in editing, also Brandon has such a, like his voice is so soothing to me. Yeah, but it's like that's I. There's no one else I'd rather listen to. Just talk about like the oils he's using. <laughs> and I love a face oil, as you well know.
1: Yeah, you crafted one yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. let's not rehash last episode because um the there's so much going on um there's been Um. i've been involved in some some discussion stuff at second city that i guess i shouldn't talk about but it's happening so we Uh brought that up a bit in the last episode there's some movement there and i don't know what that's going to be um and then the news overall yep how you feeling what are you seeing
1: um the the contrast of uh of hope and uh, and rage is um, is 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 quite intense.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I've been my my. Uh, I don't know. I've been seeing, um, you know, many many guides for white people to deal with these kinds of things, and uh, you know, there's kind of the like, there's the tired and the wired interpretations of things. Do you know, do you know what I mean when I say that?
0: Um. Tired is bad, wired is good.
1: Well, it's like Tired is like the sort of passive version, and wired is like the if you're really engaged, it's like Galaxy Brain kind of the version. It's just okay. like a meme it's like a reference to a meme anyway. So okay. it's like the tired version is uh, engaging with trolls online, and okay. then like the wired version is like talking to your racist family. Uh and so, I'm still in the tired, like, I'm still in the tired place. I'm just, right. like, going, I'm just, like, uh, really trying to maintain a uh, sympathetic discussion to, like, the racist people that I'm friends with on Facebook that I have not deleted specifically because they're racist. Um mm. And trying to be, like, okay, I'm trying to, like push them as far as I can without them, like, unfriending me.
0: Because <laughs> then you uh, lose access. Yeah, but that's an interesting that's an interesting little trap because maybe you lose access and then they have to sit with those thoughts and then two years later they realize. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, we don't have two years, but I know. I, uh, uh, I know what you mean. Well, I've thought many times about letting them sit in their own feelings.
0: And letting them delete you and, like, feel the rage and then see if there's a yeah. reckoning See, and I, I and I've yeah,
1: directly addressed that. I've said, like, you know, I'm not unfriending you because I want this discussion. And so it sort of puts the ball in their court of like, if you're gonna unfriend me, then you're you're entrenching your own racism, <laughs> essentially.
0: Right. Well, I I don't know if I'm tired or wired. I my family is so dead that I can't have those conversations. <laughs> okay. Right. You they're, mean literally? Yeah, literally they're dead. Um, yeah. there's a couple people out there that I could reach out to and some I can't get into, but, um, let's say for medical reasons, I wouldn't have this discussion and, um, or psychiatric reasons. And, uh, so I've, I don't, I don't know that I've been doing that much calling out, but the thought I've had regarding social media that's really changed, and this is such a small thing given how big and horrifying the news is, but is that I had this, so I, on Facebook, I had unfollowed everybody and I would just go on there to post about shows. And then I was like, that's now I'm really feeling how that's very selfish. I mean, I guess I knew it was. But the problem was, like, the feed was just so jumbled with junk I didn't want. So I've been actively, like, re-adding people. So also, if I'm liking your posts, know that I haven't had time to actively do this. So I'm following, like, 25 people now. So you're the only people I follow. Um, and, uh, and on Twitter, I've also actively gone out to, like, find voices that I hadn't been listening to before. Because I had this weird rule where I – and I thought this was normal and okay, where I was like, well, only – on Facebook, I will only friend people I've met. But, like, just because they have, like, personal access to me. But on Twitter, I also sort of was doing that where it's like, well, if I already have a relationship with you, I'll follow you on Twitter. Like, this is sort of a friend group. And then I realized, like, I know. But it was for me just like a – it was some sort of line in the sand that I realized is extremely problematic. Like – it reminds me of – I had this problem with the society in Vancouver in the 90s when I left, which was that the social structure of my world was built around house parties. Hmm. You don't meet strangers at house parties. You
1: do, uh, you do but very few.
0: But uh, but someone brings them. You know, like it's, well, not, it's not like if- going to a bar and bars also have barrier to entry. But you get the point that I'm making. Like, Like I'm talking about teenage house parties.
1: Oh yeah, and and you're talking about full on strangers. Yeah, right. Because I'm talking about someone I've never met before.
0: No, no, no. But
1: they're but they're at uh, like I would go like I'm talking about I'm going to house parties in a city I'm not I'm visiting or whatever.
0: Yeah, but that's still like you were invited as opposed to like the commons where you can meet people who aren't like you and who aren't already within your circle. And when I think about like, you know, the the people I know from high school and the extremely privileged sort of sphere that i lived in it's like well these are people that i can reach out to even on this podcast to interview about things and stuff like that because i know them but it's so clear what societies have been kept apart and how practices like that keep people apart um that that's i mean it's a small thing but i also like to i'd like to offer listeners like small things (laughs) so that if you're feeling overwhelmed but like so so, like, actively going out and looking for the voices that you haven't been hearing, filling your feed with them. And I know it's small, but it's so – Oh, no.
1: I totally encourage that. It's so great.
0: But it's so clear also based on, like, you know, what people – based on the conversations I have with people, I'm like, oh, I have a much clearer sense of what your online bubble is like. And I'm actually thinking about that right now based on what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So – um, that's sort of, like, I was sort of off social media except to plug stuff because also I had my own sort of personal stuff going on I had to deal with. But, um, but I was like, it's watching it kind of turn into this information conveyance apparatus is kind of great. And watching it, it's changing the same way that people are changing right now. And it's not, yes. not the fucking leadership of Facebook or Twitter, but. The way that users are using it is changing the apparatus some somewhat. <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. and um, further to that, I wanted to talk about the "I Take Responsibility" video. Please. Okay, have you you've seen this? I've seen it. It's a bit old, cover in, to cover. It's a bit old in the news right now. So, this is a video. A bunch of celebrities, very oh gosh, how would you describe it, Dan? Very earnestly and kind of auditiony
1: extremely earnestly i heard there was a dissection uh dissecting an aspect of it where um some people didn't like stanley tucci's sort of um uh reading a script version right whereas some people did uh because it was less attempt at earnest
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i mean like it's hollywood doing this sort of something about racism perhaps um With their ring lights on full display. And uh, it's like, on the first level, like, cringey, right? Yeah. Um, Like that Imagine video. But uh, it's also – and these are not my thoughts. I did some reading and there's a deep dive that we'll post about sort of what it actually means. It's more insidious than that because this is like white celebrity using its platform – to make statements that are vague, and never mention Black Lives Matter, never mention any of the names of the people who died, never call for the cops who killed Brianna Taylor to mm-hmm. be arrested, and 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 it's very much um, centering on the these white narratives. Okay, um, and this goes back to something I read, which actually I didn't look up. A friend of mine, Emma Siegel, had posted something before um, what was happening right now, like in the early stages of the lockdown and the emergence of COVID, um, about the language that you use in communication and that you shouldn't be saying things like in these trying times or like under such difficult circumstances, you say during a global pandemic. Now, I do think we can still use phrases like that, but it's important to understand that specificity of speech um, in an activist sense is very important. What are you talking about and what do you think and what do you mean?
1: Okay. In an activist sense. Yeah, but like Um,
0: I'm noticing – Like you're
1: talking about like corporate statements.
0: I'm talking about my own statements too. This is what I've been thinking about of like I know that in comedy and in writing and in art we use like, you know – vaguer terms but i'm realizing over the past couple weeks that there are people i know who very much haven't understood the point i was making ever
1: because um you because
0: jokes can be taken two ways you let them off
1: the hook or whatever by not being specific
0: yeah because and i know that it's it's a huge challenge to try to still be funny and be specific um but i'm just like Looking back on stuff where I'm like, if I'm losing followers, how did they think that I didn't already agree with this stuff? And then you realize, like, oh, ironic and subtler and vaguer jokes can be taken multiple ways. I remember that at Second City, making a joke that I thought was a pure feminist joke. And I was like, oh, these dudes are just taking it the other way. Like saying, like, like like making a statement on stage, like being like, well, as a woman, everyone knows I'm hysterical. And guys going like, yeah, (laughs)
1: Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, uh huh. Uh huh. So okay. Like, okay.
0: Irony gets really complicated. Anyway.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's that. Yeah, that's like that's like putting up some like censors for me. But um, I just that could be my biases.
0: No, but okay, you brought something up in personal conversation about like um, placards at, at at rallies. That's a really good um, iteration of what I'm talking about.
1: Oh yeah, um, there was an article in Vanity Fair recently about um, uh, white slogans on, at black protests um and it was something i had not thought about at all uh but the writer was talking about um sort of jokey slogans that you see at protests which was for me something that goes back more to like the occupy movement when you know it was like it's not it's not you it's not me capitalism it's you or something like that you know like this kind of um yeah uh irreverent slogan making and uh And I was like, what's wrong with that? Because they were really going hard at these people. Yeah. And then it reached the end and it was like, because I can't make signs like that and you can. And I suddenly was like, oh, right. Uh, I just hadn't thought that there was this kind of like ease with which white people can engage in this. uh, That is kind of like when you joke about it you sort of allow yourself the opportunity to be one foot in uh,
0: and your placard gets on the news and gets printed on the in the newspaper the funny joke does not black lives matter which is yep. still up for debate somehow
1: that's right and that's right.
0: so it's that sort of stuff where it's like so so like also making jokes right now Um, as a a white person on Twitter about this stuff feels really weird and if you're like to me it's just I can't believe that for me posting Black Lives Matter loses me followers so what the fuck was I saying before or what wasn't I saying or what wasn't I clear about
1: sure I guess I guess what it points to is that you like it points to our lack of engagement in that discussion prior to now
0: yeah and lack of understanding and lack of awareness and it's it's, that's going to continue the lack of awareness is going to continue but you have to be vigilant for it and try to make adjustments but yeah anyway like if if all your black friends are saying black lives matter please listen to this then why are you making jokes me you know like Mm -hmm. um and that sort of idea of muting and seeding space you know, mm-hmm. and be, but being specific because just saying like I don't know I I can't think of a good example now but like you know some vague jokes can be taken both ways and like there is a there is a time and a place for that but and there are topics for which that can be done and audiences for which that that can understand that but also you just got to be clear sometimes about what you mean and what you think and what you believe. Yeah. Anyway, that's where that's some of the stuff that I've been at and we didn't even get into. How how the horrible news stories this week.
1: Yeah, the current news stories. It's really bad.
0: Do you want well, it's really bad. That's not specific. Uh let's list some stuff off.
1: Okay. Um so uh Rodney Levi uh was murdered by the RCMP, I believe yesterday mm-hmm. in New Brunswick. Um uh call for a man with a knife. Uh switches a week after Um, I believe her name is Chantel Moore, uh, was killed, uh, was murdered after a wellness check and she was also holding a knife, both indigenous, both murdered by RCMP, um, both currently under investigation by the, uh, police watchdog unit in Quebec, um, which, uh, we've been seeing the way that the, uh, Special Investigations Unit works in Ontario, and it's not good. It's usually in Ontario. It's former cops who are then, um, of course, have some modicum of bias towards police versus non-police. Uh, and that, by default, disqualifies them from operating a just investigation.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, – and also benefiting from the overtime, the longer they take with the investigations.
0: Oh, God. I didn't um, even read about that.
1: Yeah. This was uh, Jackie Pirico. I don't know if her story's gone by now, but she's been, she's been calling the SIU quite a bit in Ontario. And she has a great little uh, video that she made um, revealing her findings. And it's quite telling. The, the, the officer was very, like, uh, kind of folksy with her and was like, hey, I'll be honest with you. All these people calling and asking what I'm doing. I got a week. I got a week extra overtime just for that.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, it's wild. Uh, so those things, uh, in conjunction with. Um, uh, a very similar, kill, uh, a very similar uh, incident to that of Regis Korchinski-Paquette that took place in Toronto. There's a kind of similar situation going on in Palmdale, California, just north of L.A., um, where a man was found, a black man was found hanging from a tree uh, near the city hall of Palmdale, and the police. Uh, were immediately ruled it a suicide and tried to close the case. And the community had to protest and be like, whoa, 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 what are you – what? You need to investigate this further. And there was a protest a few hours ago before recording this at the sheriff's office in Palmdale. Um, they claimed that there was no security footage and uh, Twitter users are going out and pointing to security cam- potential security cameras that are like, this is pointed at the tree. This yeah. is pointed at the tree. Can we get this footage? Um, so, uh, you know, and this is, this was kind of similar to the Regis uh, case in Toronto where they immediately ruled it a suicide and tried to make that okay for the community and the family of Regis, was immediately on social media saying, no, 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 absolutely not. This yep. needs to be investigated because we have a claim to the opposite. Not just, not just we don't know what happened. We believe that something else happened, something very specific. We believe that she was killed. Yeah. Uh, so it's all happening.
0: Yeah. And it, it feels really uncomfortable to talk about specifics. It feels in a way like they're not my stories to tell in a way. But listening yeah, to the yeah, feels I'm, like
1: I'm gonna feels like I'm gonna get it wrong.
0: Yeah, but but listening to the the other notion of the alternative is erasure. Yeah, and it's important to think about that. It's hard.
1: Yeah, I caught I caught myself not I I caught myself incredulous at the very first Twitter rant of them having found this man hanging in California. It was like they hung my cousin down the street or whatever from city hall. And they're trying to sweep it under the rug. And I caught myself being like, surely that can't be true. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
0: But it's, uh, closing the case that quickly.
1: Yeah. yeah we got, we have yeah, to, li- yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Well, we both were in this. We have to listen. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's shocking from this place of privilege. It is. Um, Okay. Well, I do have an interview today Okay, great Um, It's with John Gebertatios He is uh, from Minneapolis He's a wonderful comedian He is the inclusion director at Huge Theatre And runs and founded the Black and Funny Festival And he's got a perspective I think a lot of Canadians haven't heard And I love him a lot Amazing And so let's listen to that
1: Great, thanks Becky
0: Thank you, bye Dan Bye Hey, everybody. It's Becky. I'm back, and I'm very pleased to have on the line with me all the way from Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's John Gebertadios. Hi. Uh, hi, John. <laughs> How are you?
2: Uh, you know, before the – um, I don't know. I guess I'm hmm. – <laughs> me and all say Bruno, we joke and we say, if you set aside institutional systemic racism and police brutality and all that stuff, I'm doing great <laughs> I like honestly, every year I keep on climbing up. life is wonderful, but when you add in the other things, no, I'm not okay. I am not okay. <laughs> no
0: that's a really uh, I think that's a really pointed way to put it
2: thank yeah, I mean.
0: And an, and an immediate mm-hmm. shout out to Elsie Bruno is always a good idea.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You got to quote your friends and family because I can't. <laughs> I don't know anybody else. Also, Coco. How about Coco Galore? Coco Galore once said, if you do a podcast, quote me. And that's the facts. So Did she say that? She did. She okay. said, "Bring bring me up. And I said, I will.
0: If you ever do a podcast. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, for context for the people who are listening, um will Bruno and John Gebertadios have a improv duo together called The Unpronounceables. Coco yep. Galore is the interim artistic director at Bad Dog Theatre in Toronto now. Yep. yep. And she's an amazing improviser. So, just, you know, we'll, yeah. this is who these people are. So, yeah. So yeah. Um,
2: Becky, last time I saw you was what? Um... Was it in Minneapolis or was was it I over there? I think
0: it was in Toronto. I haven't been to Minneapolis in quite a while.
2: Oh, okay. Oh man.
0: I do remember mm. Minneapolis though.
2: We had fun.
0: We had a lot of fun. It I, felt I, like, I, yeah.
2: like you put me on to some, some like deep cut gothic stuff. <laughs> deep, deep cut goth. You life. think I'm a goth? <laughs> well, I think you you know, like you don't present as one. You know, but like, I know in your heart, you, you yeah, you're a goth at heart. Yeah.
0: I, yeah.
2: He was like, let's go see the reptiles. I was like, uh-huh. And you're like, but they're already dead in a glass jar. And that's what I want to see. I was like, yeah. Oh,
0: I forgot we went to that weird, like, Taxi- taxidermy museum. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a fully goth outing. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I forgot. I actually been thinking about that trip a lot because Minneapolis has been in the news so much, Mm -hmm. Um, and also because you took me around to like the neighborhoods you knew.
2: Yeah, yeah, some of them. It's crazy because like you grow up your whole life, and the way the media works, they show you problems over there. They never, you know, if there's a problem in America, it's so so centralized. It's Twin Towers. Boom, you know, Waco, Texas, one spot. But man, to see like my whole city, my whole upbringing, like it—I don't know. Just it just is is uh like crazy to see the whole world look at the place that I got. Like my first job was at the Cub Foods grocery store next to the Target. I've been in that Target that everybody was like complaining about looting. I always really? hated that Target. So I, it. I only shopped at that growing up. And when you're poor, you don't know. But when I left to a different target, I realized our target is for poor people. The lighting was dim. Customer service is trash. No, like nothing worked. If I'm a child and I want to go play video games while your parents shop in the electronics, no, all the remotes never worked. The buttons, like somebody got mad and pushed them too hard. It just was a reminder constantly, like. You're poor, you're poor. So, and then to see, it on, uh, yeah, just to see people run through it and see the camera footage of people like in the store. My target, my childhood tar- target, running in there, not only like looting stuff, but also grabbing practical stuff. People need to know that too. Like, they also yeah. went in there to get, you know, medical supplies and, and whatever people needed to just survive the attacks from the officers, from the police. Like, that's that was also the agenda.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw images and this this is an interesting way that Twitter was used. I mean, I saw images from here on Twitter of just like, look, a medical station's been set up
2: mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the stuff
0: that's come from here. And you're right. People do mm. need to know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's important to also note that like. <laughs> everything has been so peaceful and, the, and like it's a, a trend all over america it, it's the same sort of like setup: peaceful protest people people are just like on their knees doing whatever they got to do to voice their opinion then out of nowhere for whatever reason some officer gets the clearance to quote unquote light them up gas yeah. something um and then uh you know and then for whatever reason uh they thought that like I guess they thought we were just gonna comply. No, <laughs> we can't. No, um, it just doesn't make sense. Like ever, ever. How could uh, how could people who protect you also uh, get away with murdering you? And then follow up question: What did the people do to deserve that kind of treatment? Would and specifically, what did black and brown folks ever do? to deserve that treatment ever in history. In history, if you look at like black and brown folks, there's not, this, this is not like a revenge thing. What, there's no reason for this ever. It's, just, it's like systemic and we know it and uh, it it just feels like sometimes you've been uh checkmate and you know the game is over and you just stand still and all you can do is buy time. I don't believe that, I have hope and I know things will get better but sometimes it just feels that way.
0: Yeah. Um, are you feeling kind of all of that right now? Hmm.
2: Or what are no, you feeling? I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I guess I am feeling all that. I'm feeling, I am feel charged. I also feel like I'm coming off of like a five-day uh, depressed thing. <laughs> or I just, I don't know. I don't know. Every day is just like, with COVID, time was already weird. But when you- or in that other space, it's just, I don't, I don't even know. All you can think about is like his knee was on that man's neck. It just keeps replaying. And then, um, the, the just blatant disrespect by every official that we have that is supposed to be there. The, the, I don't want to get into like whole details about it. Cause it makes me mad, but we all know the people that we elect aren't serving us period. Um, it's funny cause like in 2017, after Philando Castillo got shot, I believe we had a, we had like this improv show. So this other group, T2P2 did an improv show where they had mayor, uh, folks who were running for mayor come and just, you know, debate normal thing. And then they would do improv and, uh, I didn't want to perform. I wanted to be in the audience cause at this point, Jamar Clark had already been shot, killed, Officers got off, and that was 2016. Then Philando Castile, I believe 2017. My dates could be wrong because I don't have a good memory. But
0: I think you're right, and I think uh. I might have been there in 2018.
2: Yes. Yep. Yep. It would be two, the year.
0: Two TCFs. I remember it, I was there over Pride, so it would have been around this time of year for the festival, yeah. and the the police presence wasn't at Pride.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um. It's. So there I was, and the whole time the show's been going on about like an hour and some change, and the host asked the you know the folks questions, but nobody was asking the question that was important to me, and for some reason wasn't important to everyone else. Like, why is this not a high priority? I don't care about like you know how we're gonna like fund the city by getting these like contracts to get new buildings and like all that sort. I don't give a fuck about that. I nobody should, and I was just. I was uh that was the turning point for me personally, because there I was. And then I just asked the question, and it's on tape too. I asked the question, as a black man right here, why should I vote for y'all? Why like tell me why I should care about what you're saying? And it was like this gasp sort of funny nervous laugh, but it should have been like a an applause. It should have been a standing ovation, cause that question is that's like the most important question. If If you're in a country and you're supposed to be civil, and if a group of them don't feel safe for their life at the hands of the people that are trying to protect them, that's top priority, in my opinion, not how much money you make. These are things that people obviously know, but as an individual, in that moment, like Nikima Levy-Pounds was running for mayor. She's a black woman. She's a civil rights attorney. She's been on the front lines from day one, and she had a lot of votes, but Minnesota Nice, this like... Like the passive aggressive Minnesota nice liberal thing is so dangerous. It's so fucking dangerous. It's the reason why, like, it's the reason why Jacob Fry got elected or whatever his name is. Fry, Frey, I don't know. He's like,
0: yeah.
2: He looks like he's 17. Honestly, he looks like an undergrad. And he showed up to the protest in undergrad clothes and then got booed. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Walk of Shane, this is like a couple of days ago because we, we were like, Do you support defunding the cops? It's a yes or no kind of like thing. It's yes or no. (laughs) Like, I cannot fully support defunding the cops. That is not. And I'm like, man, you had one job to do, and that's to protect the people. Your cops are not making us feel safe. I can go on and on about how mad I was at him and then at how. On point, Nikima's answer was to my question. What did she say? And she had solutions. She had plan A, B, C, D. All of it. She's a black woman. Why wouldn't she be leading the charge? Why wouldn't she be... <sighs> And everybody else did the the, the thing that the, this, like, Minnesota nice, this, like, you know, liberal, like, you know, thing where it's like, well, I, I can't speak to these issues. And uh, I, w- I, w- I would definitely find somebody that would be, you know, adequate enough to kind of, you know, a person of color to educate and inform me. it's like, Yep, yeah, that, like, that's the answer we're going to use for this, like, this year. Next year, what's the answer? It, it just is not going to change and then it all boils down right like it just keeps on taxing us black and brown folks so then we go to jail the prisons make money there's there's no way out it's constant like act of racism turns into their profit over and over again and then blatantly murdering us so yeah we let that like police pre- the third precinct on fire yes they did that yeah it isn't I don't condone it. I don't care Like to have an opinion on whether it's right or wrong. But it happened for a reason. And the, why it happened, that's the question people need to to really dig into. What would make people want to burn down the precinct? We don't do that to the fire station. We love our firefighters. We love them.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I'm on a rant.
0: You don't Ooh. apologize at all. <laughs> <laughs> you do not owe me or anyone any apologies about that opinion.
2: You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, Take it back. I drank some uh, Korean ginseng and I'm hot. Let's go.
0: (laughs) I also shouldn't be telling you what to do, but you know what? That uh, that police station. I. You know what? Yeah. How much change and positive change has come out of that?
2: So much.
0: Just yeah, it's Mm -hmm. the the movement that's happening. These Mm -hmm. actions. This is more change than I've seen in a week in. Yeah. Very very ever maybe ever is
2: correct ever is correct because they've been playing that same game that precinct the officers there I have a history of being harassed beat up by that same officers who came out of that precinct like that whole thing is like years. this is not overnight this is not like white boys hockey team won and they wanted to light shit up this is not that this is years of just just constantly being told you ain't shit and then we're seeking justice when really we should be Feeling like we need revenge. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. Like, if it was the other way around, there's no way in hell it would just be justice. Like, they would want our necks and then want to ruin our necks. Like, it be revenge and some. And that's the part that I'm trying to, like understand that this has to be organized and we got to get we just got to be diligent we can't let up and it has to be focused and we know that there's many 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 tactics in place to kind of suppress and and you know hold people down just because there's four cops in prison right now about to be charged means nothing Mm -hmm. It, it means nothing um even if the four get locked up and tried that's great That's justice for George, but there's so many others with the same story. I can't tell you, Becky, man, like, just like, even trying to come up with this comedy, it's like, yeah, you want to do comedy? Great. Follow your dreams. But that means, how are you going to get to the theaters? How do you get to the open mics? Well, you got to drive sometimes, or if you take a bus, hopefully you got enough money. If you don't, a bus cop will ask me why I don't have a $1.75 ticket, and I got to say, I'm poor, and the system oppresses me, and- and he's supposed to go, I get it, carry along. No, they don't give a fuck. And then I get a ticket or go to jail. And now I'm in the system and I'm trying to chase my dream, but I can't. And so like, even like on a personal, personal level, I drove for so many years without insurance because I just was like, fuck it. I went all in and it, was, it wasn't smart, but I, but that's what people have to do sometimes. Like I got to get to work. But I can't afford my insurance payment because whatever. Uh meanwhile yeah. I'm learning that when <laughs> when um when some white parents die, they have actual money aside or insurance or whatever. That's like generational wealth type of thing. Like that like that to me is new and I'm 37. Like it's yeah. not new, new, but like the idea of it being generational and how owning a home and how you can find other ways to play, you know, your systems that are already there or like have a life insurance, but you don't got to die and you can still take a loan out. All these things to get ahead. No one's ever talked to me about it. Not even just casually. Like, hey, how's your latte? You want to talk about life insurance? <laughs> Never in my life. But if I look over in other areas, this is common knowledge. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that says everything I needed to hear. <laughs> Because somebody's yep. profiting off of it, off of one group not knowing. Um, Absolutely. The uh, smell in the city is probably like most cities that were on fire that for that week. It's, cr- it's crazy. It's just every block is different.
0: And you were out tonight. <laughs> you just got home. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Have, yep. you
0: been, have you been out every night?
2: No. No, no, no. I, I won't. I won't last because I get mad. Um, so I need to take nights off i got to do other things too that is still kind of related it's all related in some way form or fashion it's always been related um but no i don't go over it. no and when i do protest <laughs> i love to do the protests that are in the rich neighborhoods so there's the <laughs> the you know the the I forgot his name right now, but the police chief, no, not the police chief, the union, no, no, the guy that was supposed to try, the attorney general, he uh-huh. was supposed to, but then we got Keith Ellison on the case before. I think the attorney general, that's whose house we went to, way out in the, like, Linden Hills, and it's like this neighborhood that's just dripping in wealth, and uh, that's, that feels like where, that's where we need to be loud. I feel like if we're going to burn shit, why they don't, you know, they're going to be fine. Why, why don't we loot their target? But- whatever that's that's maybe chapter two in
0: this thing (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to talk about your family story at all i think people listening to this would really not know a story of yours from minneapolis yeah um it's up to you yeah
2: yeah yeah Uh, no i'm a um first generation i came as a tiny baby from eritrea my parents are both eritrean eritrea is a country in north northeast it's the horn of africa it's the It's the horn of Africa because we fucked shit up. Um, Somalia is there. It's just, you know. But uh, there was a 30-year civil war between Ethiopia and Eritrea. And Eritrea, the country that I'm from, we won our independence after 30 years. My parents' generation did. So, um, you know, and the the size difference is amazing. Uh, It doesn't get talked about as much as it should. It's kind of like – it's kind of more epic than – like avengers honestly the odds are stacked against territory yeah. it's the size of indiana no other country backed us really really and if they did they didn't have much so the only strategy that we had was to know the land we had you know a uh, knowledge of what the fuck they were doing because ethiopia i don't think had like as clear of a strategy and i think they were tied to russia so there was that extra politics happening that kind of Gave us a little advantage while they were waiting on Russia to whatever, whatever. Anyways, the but the big, big takeaways: Eritrea has nine tribes. It's fifty percent also. It's fifty percent Muslim, fifty percent Christian. I think there's some also. Uh, there's also some uh, Sephardic Jews. I think small percentage. I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I there's a few
0: in Ethiopia. So mm-hmm.
2: there's yeah. some,
0: there's something going on there.
2: Yeah, but the main takeaway was if we were gonna win, we had to like unite like commit put your religious stuff aside you all of that in your tribal differences some of y'all are nomadic some of y'all you know post up and you live in huts and some of you have condos we're all one and that's how it had to work and it would not have worked if if everybody did not like yeah some people derailed from it but the majority of the country still to this day it's there's a really really um Profound level of unity It's the first country that's been COVID free Really? Yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah didn't know that
2: Yeah, so I'm coming from a place where there's rich history in um, hope and, and having vision, having an understanding of yourself And community And, and like just really being about it Like, um, yep, yeah like, my mother's got schizophrenia, so I never got those lessons from her, but it's in her. Like, she can she can go to war if she has to. And my dad, he was a soldier. He served. And then everybody here, like, when he came to Minnesota in 1984, he was the first Eritrean to own a cab. Most people who come over, they just, like, rent, you know, the cab and drive it and then pay the owner money. Yeah. and then, But he was the first one to save up little bit by little bit and then bought his own. So this idea of like self-reliance and owning your own, I think I had a good I had a good head start. And then there was just a period after second grade where there wasn't any kind of like leadership or guidance or nurturing in that direction. So I kind of, you know, like most folks, you just kind of figure it out in yeah. poverty. But um, I'm very thankful that they instilled that. That's my background. <laughs> I'm 5'11. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's got me growing a bigger fro. What up?
0: Oh, wonderful.
2: <laughs> Stupid. Oh, can I tell you a dumb story? But it's You can cool. tell me
0: anything you want. I'm so happy to be talking to you right now, John. I'm so honestly. happy to talk
2: to you, honestly. um, There's a period during COVID where Africans were getting treated like just, ho- they were, they were, they were, they were, they were, they were In China, people were being racist. The government was being racist towards Africans. And so I didn't know how to like, I wanted to talk to somebody that was Chinese to learn more about what's going on. Somebody in China. And I don't have friends in China yet, but I have Tinder. So I went on Tinder. (laughs) You did it. I I dropped my pin, but I went to Hong Kong. I found out later Hong Kong is actually about to do some. Minneapolis shit. So
0: oh yeah, uh, they've been doing some. <laughs> they've, they've been, been doing, doing some this whole time. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, we got a, we got our game from them. I, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You um, saw some like they were sharing videos and yeah
2: the the yeah. umbrella tricks, all these other cones the, on the, the parking gas.
0: cones. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Hong Kong. I fuck with Hong Kong, and and then when I dropped my pin, immediately started matching with women who were on the same page. We have the same intentions. My intentions was to go on there, meet somebody and talk about what's really going on. Like, what's up with the people of China, not the government, because I know what they're about. But she wanted to go on to Tinder and tell everybody she disagrees with the government. What makes a person jump on Tinder who already is in China have to go on Tinder to talk about it? So that let me know a lot about like the level of control that the government has over the people and the lack of education they have uh, surrounding people who immigrant who are yep. immigrants to your country they don't have a history of that so this is all you know they're, they're freaking out and then I, last piece was that they have a chinese fortune and i was like wow oh. you you know better but you don't
0: you nobody don't. knows better
2: yeah so that that was I'm very thankful for that because I was – she gave me a little bit of hope talking to that woman. She was like, no, fuck that. Also, they're just jealous because black guys have bigger dicks. I was like, what?
0: (laughs) What? Oh, no. I
2: didn't didn't see that coming at all. But, I mean, I guess that's a universal, universal, like, I don't know, thing to, like, hate black people – black men or black penis-carrying people. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Very well put Black <laughs> penis carrying people We're working out our terminology Yeah Yeah um, well, I I invited you I kind of gave you an open invitation To talk a while ago Why do you want Why do you want to talk tonight? Why like
2: I um. What happened What happened was um. I was depressed all last week So it, it wouldn't uh, You know my, I just needed to Weather that storm And yeah. then When I felt an, Like When I felt like I had a understanding why I want I want to talk to you on this. Then I'm fired up. I want to go on any and every podcast or whatever I can do right now and tell everybody that the mission is for everyone who is um who who works in whatever industry. I, the mission is for you to a question why you do not have black people leading those industries, your job, whatever it may be. Yep. Look around and ask, and then you got to ask. Is there a way that I can assist that? Of course there is. But you need to really – and then and then, it, the third question is, if you can't, I need to know why. Y- you know, you should probably figure out why Why y- you can't. You probably haven't thought about it enough. You're probably afraid of the answer, which is you, you're afraid of, you know, the oppressed group having power. Because like they say, some people are afraid that we are going to do to you what you did to us. Yeah. We, that is – that is a legit fear, but it is not founded in any facts. Also, no. we do not benefit off of being racist. The oppressed group does not have any sort of financial gain from holding other people <laughs> down. I can't lock you up, Becky, and then make money off of it. I, there's no, <laughs> there's no system in place for that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's very scary to see that kind of rhetoric online.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, um, and that's what I want to, I want, and I'm very proud of Coco. Like stepping up, oh. taking a leadership role at Bad Dog. And yeah. then we have folks in Atlanta. There's a brother out there who's an artistic director. I'm forgetting the name. John a, Carr. John Carr. Thank you. Thank you, John Carr. Then we got a, another brother who's, like, I guess, producing and probably doing everything at Second City. I forgot his name.
0: Oh, Anthony LeBlanc. Thank
2: you. Yeah. I, bet I mean,
0: like, I I haven't met him. I just th- – there's a whole process happening now.
2: Uh, yeah, I heard. Values. I bet nobody's met him because he's been working his ass off. So I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. Second City put him right to work the minute he got hired. I can see that happening.
0: Yeah. Because well, if a Chicago black Chicago and messes Toronto. Up, messes oh, yeah. Sorry. Up. What?
2: Because if a black person messes up, you know, that means you're fired forever. You don't get mess ups. You know what I mean? So I'm sure he's been working his ass off him individually. But the, what were you saying? Chicago? is. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, just Toronto and Chicago, like, are very – the the at the second city they don't talk very much and it's and in L A and I've heard a lot of stories this past week that are very very mm-hmm. disturbing and I was yeah really upset that I some of them happened while I was working at Second City and we were told very different versions of events and it's very disturbing to me
2: yeah, yeah. oh it's so much easier right it's yeah. so much easier to just make a small white lie again like. <laughs> Defund, I don't agree with defunding the police. That's what they'll say this year, and then next year it'll be a different thing. I mean, you know, it should be a surprise to you, Becky. Obviously, like, you're a leader in the community, so, like, shit that is wrong happens around you i i presume that you were at the very least you're gonna be curious because it may be an unknown situation and your gut you may know it's wrong and then you will do what you and like from what i gather from you you'll do what you got to do to educate yourself and then you have your own way of operating and you learn and you bring everybody (laughs) you bring everybody in whether they want to or not (laughs) on on your learning journey but i I applaud you for being brave to want to you know uh, go that step. The, the 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 fact that you are a person that says, "Hey, I've been wrong before." Um, you don't just stop there, though, Becky. Like you go, "I am wrong. I am sorry. I have learned." And then it hurts, yes, but you continue to show up, though. That's the difference. I've seen so many people do that same deal and then disappear, and I'm like, "Well, now, now you're just going to keep that same energy to a different area, just
0: because yeah. you
2: left our scene doesn't mean you've." you know
0: well you can also one can also um and i've made mistakes this week and i've hurt people's feelings this week and i of course you have feel bad about it obviously but i've also watched people disappear into their privilege in a way that i also find extremely disturbing and i'm sure i'm also doing it in ways that i don't perceive but like yeah it's really hard to watch people do it on purpose
2: yeah and the question is why are they doing that because yes, if you ask can. them point blank, do they agree? Do they condone the acts of the police? Their answer is going to be no. And then if you ask, well, why aren't you doing anything? Man, there's there's never <laughs> – I can't understand why they – if I had power, if I had like white people power, man, man, hmm. white people would assassinate me. I'd be a problem. <laughs> But I also understand how conditioning can work, and I also understand how convenient it is. Louis C.K. still drops comedy albums. Yeah. The the level of uh, like uh, I don't know what the, what is it called like arrogance? It, it's astronomical.
0: <laughs> it's because he's it's because of the the dome of privilege because there's yes. a space for him to sneak away into that's still lush.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It (laughs) is.
0: It's lush. He can tour. He can make money. He just has to sort of go somewhere else. Why is there anywhere else that's okay?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He he got a second chance when other people never even got a first.
0: I don't even think he got a second chance. I I think it's privilege. Mm -hmm. It's just he always had more and none of that space went away.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I'm well aware yeah, I know you're aware. I'm not. And know. what's funny is that his father, I think, was like from Mexico and was Jewish.
0: Something I don't know. You know, like Something.
2: that. On um, to like add to it. Like I just feel like nigga, you know better. Why are you pretending as if you didn't grow up in a multi like language home? I don't know. He bugs me, but you're right. It's this whole covering. Everybody's in this cozy blanket of privilege. I can't. I cannot. I will not. And the thing is, it just keeps on people – it keeps making people, like, more successful. Because, you know, the rule, you know, in office settings, don't speak up. Don't yep. raise questions. That's how you get ahead. And it's true. Yeah. That's – man, if the Me Too movement – if if we could get Black Lives Matter, like, the Me Too movement.
0: Pfft. Well, except – let me say this, John. Yeah. Brett Kavanaugh became a Supreme Court justice after the Me Too movement.
2: Uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the, the like the amount of organization that it yeah. had. I'm not saying that it, we got a long way to go. I'm just we so do. scared
0: because it's yeah. so. What's happening right now is so powerful, and I just don't. I just don't want it.
2: Yeah, I the internet is what I mean. Here's what I'm saying: white yeah. women who were for Me Too were all about it. There was a small percentage that didn't speak up, right? But if you're yeah. a woman, you spoke up. And if you're white, you spoke the hell up. Now, it's like, where is that same energy? Mm-hmm. That's really what I'm trying to say to the silent folks. And also, like, I guess some of them need to really do some deep soul searching. I don't know what how deep you need to soul search, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's crazy. I really started thinking about investing and trying to get a home back in Eritrea and just you know, like what what would it be like to have a, a home out there?
0: Just what'd you, cause what'd you find?
2: It's possible. People do it all the time, but like that mindset never really occurred to me until now. Like maybe a future in America is not for me. Maybe it isn't. Maybe I value myself way too much. And I can't be in a system that doesn't. Mm-hmm. You just can't. I can't. And boy like and break that down to Second City too, right? Like people got l- demands out there on, on these comedy theaters that are black and brown folks because you see it all the time becky like black culture gets appropriated it gets turned into it gets monetized yep. and then credit never lands on the folks who created it and so like these people take classes at second city they like work their ass off but do they get cast on the main stage maybe but a lot of them don't and they're just as talented if not more and they can speak to the issues that are really happening in toronto chicago la because they are black and brown and that's where a lot of you know uh, our folks are affected so satire and comedy is highly needed so to have a arrogance to be like mm, we are the we are the brand that has covered satire over the news we cover how ill this world is casting oh no we're going to stick with our typical four or five you know mm-hmm. yeah, we're just going to stick with that <laughs> yeah yeah it's, that's absurd but like that's just a sm- on a small level even on TikTok this silly app yeah, black people doing all these dances, creative as fuck. And then, you know, a, a white girl comes by, innocently takes the dance. She's got fifty-five fo- million followers now. And it took forever for people to, like, tell her to please credit the black people that made those dances, please.
0: And it's also weird to see just the the desire to like her stuff more. It's Elvis all over again. Yeah, yeah. Little yes. girls on TikTok. I didn't even think of – I'm not on TikTok because I'm – You should be.
2: I know. I'm old and out of it. You should be. You know why I like it? Because at least I can see how people are saying things on Twitter and Facebook. I don't know what they're saying. How they say it plays a role for me sometimes. Hmm. So it's fun to watch people say the things hot like in their inflections, whatever. I don't care for the dancing, but I like it when people like have a hot take or whatever or like, you know, or do a dance like uh, without enthusiasm, but are talking about like real shit. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and so they'll just be dancing and they're like, did you know that the percentage of people incarcerated da, 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 and doing these dances? <laughs>
0: um I have a I just have an actual local question to ask you, if you don't mind. Um yeah, go ahead. Um how do you feel about like we're seeing this news right now about um action taken against the police and the city council vote in Minneapolis and it's being circulate is a very hopeful story in the circles that i'm in how do you feel about that
2: (laughs) nope again we cannot let up i want to feel hopeful here's what i feel hopeful about we burnt the precinct down i'm hopeful that like as a result because not because we burnt shit and we stole shit i'm upset like my neighborhood is fucked up a little bit like i'm Mm -hmm. hopeful that people spoke up like and put their foot down that gave me hope You know, the city council people, we still have politics as usual. We cannot let up. We have to find creative ways to override all all these things because he who – what is stratification, the definition? He who controls the gold, controls the people, something like that? I don't know. I I don't know either, but that stuck with me in sociology. I was like, wow, okay. That sounds
0: right.
2: Yeah, if you got all the power, you're going to just keep the power. You can just rewrite shit. So, I got hope from the burning of the building. This is nice. It's a nice, like, thing to say, like, yeah, we're going to all band together to defund things. But we all know that for every action, there's a reaction, there's a counter move, you know. We know that that happens. So, I'm just waiting for the next counter and then we can't. This is going to be a marathon. It has to be. Otherwise, it would be weird if overnight (laughs) things just all of a sudden, you know, started to dismantle like people have to sit back and imagine what what does it mean to have a police officer come to your house with a specific skill set we have to imagine how this is going to work we have no frame uh, to like work off i mean maybe we do but nothing i know of you know what i mean like this is that gives me hope but it's also a lot of work a lot of work yeah Uh, like um Like I couldn't understand um, your fears, you know, like walking down the street as a woman. It's fucking horrible because you have to you have to be on red alert all the time. I don't know that fear to that degree, but I have a different kind of fear to that degree, and it's you. Nobody should live like that. That's not how you're supposed to live in this life. Yeah. And then if you want safety, and the people that should be organized to be able to kind of control some folks who are out of order you don't trust them then it's like wow how do you how does anybody want to be a part of this society i'm not trying to be bleak but i'm just trying to raise these points you know for people that are like but what about blue lives matter and all lives and what about the rioting for those people i don't have anything to say to you Mm. to like sell you on it and i honestly have not had a conversation (laughs) with a person that believes otherwise yeah but um But I just asked them, then, are they going to join in on the work of reimagining this future, regardless of how they feel about anything? Are they down to really, like, reform these things? Are they really? That's my question.
0: Yeah. Or does reform just mean put it off until maybe it can be forgotten?
2: (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it feels a bit coded.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's very obvious. And it's just like another day of, well, we'll just wait for the next bus, y'all. Mm-hmm. Another one will come. Yeah. And we don't have to wait anymore. Yeah. And what I love is the whole world got in on it. That gave me hope.
0: What? Did you – seeing statues fall into rivers?
2: Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. I was – and
0: that felt like so left field and unexpected. <laughs> like, what, what? What's happening in Bristol?
2: Yeah. I <laughs> – Oh, man, Becky, I haven't caught up because, you know, as we get to meet friends from around the world, we're very privileged in that regard yep. to get the text messages of pictures of people in uh, somewhere in Ireland, Dublin or something like, I don't know, to like London and then other people in Amsterdam have 5,000. And not just like, here's a stock photo, like, here's my friends out there. And it's like, wow. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy. The whole world knows where I got my first blowjob because they saw it on the news. <laughs> they saw <What>? the location. <laughs> no, uh, the like, my whole neighborhood was on display. That, oh, that I see. <laughs> I see.
0: Okay, I got my timelines a bit mixed up.
2: <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I I uh, got dyslexic the way I threw it out there. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy to have the world actually like because when you travel, you share where you're from, maybe a photo or two, but nobody goes. Oh, I know. I know about your target. <laughs> not, I know. And in Toronto, holy shit. That woman fell off the br- No, they killed that woman. I know. They straight up murdered a woman and then who's going to try the cops and win? No, I mean you could try but
0: <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's another situation where it's um I I absolutely echo your statement of we cannot let up. Yeah. You know.
2: No, yeah. And it's like we're done. We're done having people um undermine stuff. Uh, people cut us off. People, you know, like our work, our efforts, and you know, you know, you see it all the time. Like, even people will undermine like serious work of the Me Too movement, like with Lucy K and all like serious things. It's like we can't no longer entertain any of that because that doesn't serve us no more. It's more like legal stuff, the legislative stuff, the real, like Law, the real things that has power, that's where People have been saying it forever, but, like, I'm new to it. I guess it takes a neighborhood to burn down for you to really actually understand.
0: <laughs> yeah, what about this is feeling new to you?
2: Um. Well, since it's the third or fourth, like, murder on video within five years, that's... I refuse to be desensitized, but I can't help but acknowledge it is too familiar. The, the newness of it is... The part of Minneapolis that I always believed in showed up. They showed up. The the like Minneapolis that I know showed up. Like, yeah, we're gonna burn stuff down, but in the morning we're cleaning. That's what we're gonna do. That's how we take care of our family. We all have a weird person in our family that gets wild, but in the morning or later that night we clean up after them. Mm-hmm. That's just. That just period that's just what we're gonna do there's no there's no debate about that it's our city it's and then to see everybody you know really truly come together and the people that were uh, i guess looting or whatever kind of damages it was a small group of people and we know factually it was either a the police or some sort of like militia i don't even even know if they got a name whatever can we just call them white guys who are afraid We'll just call them that. (laughs) Arrogant Hmm. white guys who are afraid but have way too much power. And then a small portion of it were people who were poor, who were just trying to get ahead because they've been suppressed this whole time. So, again, so when we break down the things that people want to critique or whatever, it's not – that's not on the table for discussion. (laughs) That's – for me personally, I don't – So the, the new, like, what's new to me is this newfound respect and love I have now for Minnesota. Because before I was over it. The Minnesota nice thing, the liberal, the like passive, uh, the progressive. Oh, I'm a progressive. Yeah. Oh, I, yep, yep. We got to definitely pick up our litter. Somebody (laughs) just got shot. Yeah. That's a bummer. Well, happy Earth Day. What? Like, what is? Where are you in your mind? How far are you from reality? Or like you said, how, how comfortable are you in your little quilted privileged blankie?
0: I don't think I said that, but I would. <laughs> I think you said that. I think that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's – well, I don't know actually. You don't. It's, that's you the to point to is know, I though. don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And what I love about w- – gave me some like – Man, the solidarity. Because that's how this will work. It has to take... This has to be a full-blown effort from black people, from brown people, and from white people. A concerted, focused effort. All hands on deck. And when I saw people really like working together... And so many networks, so many people organizing. There's so many different, like, cells of people giving supplies to, like, being trained right on the spot to take care of, uh, you know, if somebody catches a rubber bullet, you know, at least they know how to, like, make sure they don't bleed to death. You know, like, little things. There's just so much organization happening.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So many people going live on their, like, social media. But the cops can jam it. So you can't, you know, like, you'll be watching a friend's Live stream, things are going great, but then it, it jams up and their the signals lost. Cut to like 10 minutes later. Everybody's like tearing because uh, tear gas, whatever. And people are hurt. And it's like, wow, that is, that's fucking, that's some shit you see war like in a movie, like yeah. a, a movie about war. That's like mm-hmm. what I would expect. But from your own people, the people that like own these little like restaurants, these mom and pop shops, these people that work hard, you're hitting them. Wow, you're really scared, and you really are not here to serve and protect. They have no business saying that that's what they do. And if I'm a cop, you just, just quit. Like, <laughs> walk away. What are you doing? If you if you in your heart hate it and you don't believe in it, leave. Figure something else out and be of service. What are you doing? Uh, yeah. I, I, it's easy to judge from my end, but fuck that. This is worth it you all know better. And if you all I'm talking to the cops now. If you all yep. are going to act like a unit or a gang, then you should have you should all be prosecuted in some way or form or another defunded for sure. I'm so happy that the four of them are getting charged for George Floyd's murder. Because if it was the other way around, you know the argument, all four, have you heard of Central Park 5? Those f- Yeah. Yeah, like we just we just have seen this time and time again. And to get the four, why do we even have to struggle? Oh, yeah. it pissed me off. Uh, but, um, I don't even, um, the city is like, it's crazy. Everything's boarded up or it has spray paint like George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. Um, little kids, I'll like walk up to a little kid and I'll be like, alright, repeat after me. Say what I say, like a call response. Black Lives Matter. And they'll say it back. Like, There's, there's a, um, we have to take care of each other now because they are literally attacking us and not the police, these white boys who are scared. So we have people protecting our neighborhoods literally every night on rooftops with guns. Can you imagine that? Checking people's IDs when they pull into their neighborhood. No. And not on some gang stuff because they need to protect their family.
0: (laughs) No, I didn't know about that at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's... And it's mainly the, it's not the rich neighborhoods that need it. It's always the, like, the poor neighborhoods that, that are getting attacked and shit's getting lit on fire. There was a poor dude who lived in his car and somebody lit it on fire. So they commandeered a hotel for the last, like, week and a half and put over 200 homeless folks in there. Can you imagine who,
0: that? Who commandeered the hotel?
2: Um, I don't, mm, give me a second, I can look it up. Some, some brave group um like a
0: community group not like a yeah, yeah, yeah not the city or not
2: no no this is us citizens uh, mainly probably that dude who was like homeless homeless because his car broke uh his car burned down um i can't type in talk
0: but <laughs> regardless say for yeah. instance like if you're sitting in toronto or somewhere and you're sending your money into the relief funds this is the sort of stuff that it's being used for
2: yeah yeah like, this is
0: an important message to understand i think for anyone who mm-hmm. and i'm sorry to even tell you how many people like this i've had contact with john who don't mm-hmm. want to donate or think some money will be used somehow Definitely. dumb yeah if you are listening please hear what john just said
2: yeah honestly like it is really easy to to vet any of these like fun like fun foundations that are nonprofits. you can easily vet them they're legit there's a there's a few there's a whole bunch of, when you uh post this i'll give you the links becky you can post yes, it with the please. episode um yeah there there are honestly there is this one group that is like more of a a, a catholic charities foundation that is actually i think ran by uh some Racist folk. I don't got the facts. Let me pull it up. Mm-hmm. I'm getting so much information every hour. Yeah, that's the other thing that's crazy. Is um, but uh, yeah, caring hands. Um, my friend says I'm not saying don't donate to them. It's just that it's just that there are some things that would make me personally want to pause or ask more. And this is um, cat. Uh, what is it? Sharing and caring hands, which is a Catholic. Uh,
0: so maybe don't. And there's so many places yeah. like you're hearing. Honestly. This is another thing of like kind of where you get your news sources. Mm -hmm. So like here, for instance, I didn't go to protest this weekend Mm -hmm. because um, when I checked online, Black Lives Matter Toronto and um, another man who I don't know if you've heard of, Canadian Desmond Cole, both said, Black Lives Matter said, we're not associated with this. And he said, this feels fishy. Wow. And to me... (sighs) there were then I saw people out at protests and it seemed good but like there you know there was some that are sort of set up as photo ops for the police and you know <laughs> uh-huh. I, and it made me really concerned I didn't want to be involved yeah in, and I want to listen to you black know, and brown people black leaders here and yeah. you know like this uh, uh, Regis Kaczynski Paquette is the name of the woman who fell from the or was pushed from mm, the what is What is it Regis Kaczynski Paquette mm. And I don't want to. I want to focus on her, and I want to focus on this global global movement. And I mm-hmm. and, and and you know in that whole world of like you can make mistakes and be corrected. Well, I really if I I don't want to make the mistake of supporting these bizarre setups that seem to be happening. Yeah.
2: Well, that's the thing. That's the other thing too. Like, right? We can also. These are things we've grown up knowing. We vote with our dollar. How are you going to spend your money this weekend? What company are you going to support? Are you going to go to Spotify, or will you go to the company that Jay Z and Beyonce own? Just on principle, title would you just subscribe to that? There's you know little low, low level things that just kind of inherently build this behavior that we. I think it's got to start there. You know, like I'm happy that people are curious now, but it, but it, it's. You have to, you have to seek this out. You have to want it so bad. You have to want black and brown people to win so bad if you're an ally that you, that you will every day intentionally like make choices. What used to be convenient for you, you're not doing that no more. What used to be easy, no, because you now know the chain of, of, like, it's a chain reaction. It just constantly boils down to the oppression and then the, the distribution of wealth is way the fuck off so it there's a million ways to be active and involved and, and it has to be like done with some like you um you have to have a critical eye like who's leading this protest do they look like the people that need to be protesting <laughs> what are they about yeah yeah context clues and then protesting is great yes yep but guess what like most protests they're there will probably be a plan or a strategy that's coming out sooner or later, or has already been implemented. Like, pay attention to that. See how things, uh, you know,
0: unfold and like. What do you mean by a plan that's instituted? Like a disruption?
2: Maybe a disrupt. You know, like whatever yeah. organization you're with, whatever the strategy, may- or maybe isn't. An- maybe it's silence for a while. You know, whatever your town or your city is doing, be up to date with. what with- What the plan because it changes every day like our council members made that announcement and we was like yay but really though (laughs) are you really no we don't (laughs) believe you so you 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 can't fuck whatever the news pushes out there that's we all know now that's ridiculous they have a job to do they're trying to make money and they gotta they gotta do what they gotta do but if you are trying to be if you really are trying to be about this change like as an individual you have to this is this is going to be a big part of your life. You have to change a lot of things that you used to do. I'm talking to white people now in the comfortable bubble. Yes. Sp- you have to change everything. Guess what? Now you have to start thinking proactive. You you can't you know, if you're going to be an ally, how can you be proactive? How can you think long-term in how you set up and and benefit other folks so that they can thrive and lift other folks up. Yeah. Um that is, you know, Jill, Jill Bernard always talks about, um, like, why do I got to send the elevator down? Just get on it with me. We can go up together. Um we're just What does like, that mean? You know, people always say, like, oh, I'm going to take the elevator up. Oh, we're, we're kind of full on the elevator. We'll send it down for you, though. You know? When there's uh, actually room on the elevator.
0: Or it's like, let's all take the stairs.
2: Or let's all take the stairs. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like fight the fight feel self-reliant burn yeah. some calories feel that burn <laughs> do what you need to do no shame in it but do it together and holding each other up that can be normal it doesn't have to be what it's been which is me versus you and you know yeah it's really the end of the world for some people but for others maybe it's the beginning if that how do sense. you feel I'm hopeful in that this is the apocalypse for every white man and every Karen that hated my guts and oppressed me. I feel like it's the apocalypse and it's over. It's over for them and they better figure it out quick. Because uh, I don't love cancel culture, but I also understand the purpose of it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: right? I understand it's power. And if fuck okay, it, that, sometimes that's the only thing you can do. That's all, all you can do. So for some folks. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Those people for whom it's the apocalypse, it doesn't have to be. No, it does not. Because if you you change, you don't have to be canceled.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And the funny part is when you help others, you also win. That's like a fundamental thing about humanity. We all know this. If I lift you up, you know, you you lift me up, we all look good. That's just how it works. You ask the tribe, how are the women doing? I don't know. It's like an old Kenyan thing. You know, you want to make sure the people who you know i guess just are not uh not normally held up or 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 like we'll have it easy make sure they have it easy just make it easy for people that don't have it the way you do and don't look for nothing in return stop that (laughs) yeah man that's that's wild when did everybody want to be santa claus that's crazy (laughs)
0: Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, you don't get a gold star for this and stop waiting for it.
2: Yeah. And, yeah. And you only do it once a year. Knock it off. Stop. Um, Good yeah, point. I, <laughs> oh, oh, and Amsterdam did away with uh, the blackface Pete, whatever.
0: Oh, Black Peter, I think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did they? Oh. I can't believe how someone's going to do it again i yeah they, they won't listen cool. but
2: yeah and it feels like when you get a cell phone you know how you're just like cool i know what plan i'm going to get and they go oh this comes with unlimited minutes or unlimited text you know and you're like yeah i know it's been that way for a long time. Nobody pays for texts. So when the when I hear the governor or like the we're doing away with blackface or like the governor here was like, we are going to char We are going to launch an investigation on any sort of police brutality here in Minneapolis. Yeah. How about that? We're like, duh, that's comes with the package when we burned the, the precinct down. That is expected. You you're supposed to look into all of that. I don't have patience for the stuff that is just expected. That is just normal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I I it creeps me out. I don't like it when our governor does a big ass setup or when he talks about how Jay-Z called him in the middle of the night. What? Yeah, he was like, Jay-Z called me, not the rapper, but the father and the husband. I was like, What? Stop talking. Stop talking and please stop. And Jay-Z called and basically just told the governor, like, what we're all saying, like, convict the four people, charge them, put them in prison. You know what you have to do. And the governor was like, I'm blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Why does
0: Jay-Z have to call him to say that?
2: Power, money.
0: I know, but I just.
2: Yeah. I know. Oh,
0: I did not see that.
2: Yeah. You know. Right? <sighs> right? So, it's incredibly sad. It's incredibly violent out here. It's. <laughs> you know is It's sickening We should all be disgusted Really Really We should all be disgusted About Whatever system We Subscribe to As a government As a law We should be disgusted in Officials And leaders And ourselves For allowing it I'm glad Again We burnt that precinct <laughs> I want to grab the audio clip Where the woman was like Third precinct Has been
0: compromised <laughs> Um John, for every one of these episodes, I normally come up with a title for the episode. (laughs) Yeah. I want – I think I want you to come up with a title for this episode.
2: Oh, shit. Well, I think, you know, my advertising mind would say, well, what's going to draw people in? Minneapolis Burning would be a great title. That's going to be a a hook.
0: What was that thing you were saying Minnesota nice?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's but, that term come from? I've never heard oh, that. Oh my god. It's like it's you know it like Toronto in Canada has that same behavior, but it's I got
0: like, what I got what you what you were saying.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Scandinavian and the Norwegians and those folks that immigrated over here who never really knew how to confront their neighbors. So they just ho hum, you know, well, they parked in my driveway again not going to say nothing. Minnesota nice. Uh, passive aggressive all the time never be direct maybe hint at it 80 times that's uh that's in the culture that we have so when when people immigrate here white people actively oppress those black people that move into a neighborhood in a very very like diabolic psychological way like they don't they don't just like burn a cross on your lawn like they will just do you know just like ignore you dismiss you if they protest, they'll do it in large numbers, no explanation. This is like the history of Minnesota. But like, yeah. n- you know, um, whereas the South is like, we hate niggers. what are you going to do? And the North was like, um, we don't say that word. We are afraid of our neighborhood being... <laughs>
0: yeah um, we just we just very quietly, very politely bake pies and systemically yeah um, exactly. like drain every <laughs> single possible avenue of hope or betterment, yes yeah <laughs> to, to uh, the best of our ability, anyway, sometimes people succeed, but we, yeah you know, and good for them, good for them, but
2: yeah. and they're brought up in a system where the school system teaches them that they need to get an A to feel good about themselves, so then they're gonna do it real well, they're gonna be the best at it. I'm going to do it to the T. Um, John, yeah. you're,
0: a, you're a genius.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, um, I'm I am very happy to feel like everything, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't say that. Here's what I'm, I'll say this. I feel proud of the people that are evolving, you know, because we're all running our own marathon. I'm proud of you, whoever you are who's trying and it's scary. I'm proud of the people that have to lose friends and family (laughs) members because Mm -hmm. they are standing for something that they believe in. Um, While at the same time, holding space and love for those friends and family like that. You can do that. Um, And and I'm proud of myself. Like I never fucking let up, you know, my like whole improv introduction was like, I just needed a job. So I got a job at a theater like most people. And then I got free classes. Most black people just do stand up. We don't really do improv for the statistically, if you look at the comedy number. Yeah. But then, man, wow. Like, I just never felt like I don't have an acting background. So then being vulnerable, like with other cast members, that takes a while when you're black. Like, to be around white people, like, that's dangerous because they could, without trying to or trying to, like, psychologically harm you like re-trigger shit that you know is is fucked up they can undermine you and undercut things that you are proud of like your culture or music or whatever you know like it took a while for me to realize like i'm not gonna do this improv because and then jill bernard for in her own dumb silly fun magical <laughs> like jill way she wasn't even trying to or maybe she was uh just made it feel like if she, if I'm gonna be the outsider, me as a black man, Jill to <laughs> work twice as hard to be even more of a weirdo, and <laughs> so I only fucked with Jill. I only whatever for a while, and that gave me um, that gave me a sense of like, it gave me my footing. I was able, to, you know, to be like, well, some people have a certain style. That's not mine. I have a different style, and that's okay. And I stuck yeah. to it and stuck to it and and put up a black and funny festival when I was dumbfounded there wasn't one in the whole world, but also not surprised. And then uh, that is sustained and is growing and, and it
0: spread. <laughs> it
2: fucking spread. To
0: you planted something and the seeds spread to here,
2: to Toronto. It's in Austin. It's 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 growing. It's it's growing and it's it proved the fact that. The, if the question is, is there a need for black people in improv that answers that the, the yeah. festival answers it there's a huge need. And so what I'm proud of with the work that we did with huge was mandatory to try to be as proactive as possible, because if you look at all these other like theater companies who are getting called out and all these things. It's just that they don't have a history of trying to be proactive. They're reactive constantly. So it's just they're going to drown in a bunch of like being called out as they should because people are hurt. Yeah. And so I'm very proud that like trying to be proactive is actually beneficial. It actually brings people together of all different religions and races and and genders and everything when they can go to like a wtf class or like a people of color jam or like a people of color intensive and then show up and then audition and be on a multi-racial multi-gender multi-everything team and that team just knows how to like they just know how to act right like i could tell the team that i'm directing hey one of our one of our cast members goes by they them and he him so i'm gonna tell you this once you have to commit that to memory. We're not going to misgender ever. And they get it. It's not even a we don't have, there's none of this like, well, oh, I'm maybe I'm just going to use they to just no. They commit it cuz they now understand the value of one's identity and how how much it means to them. It's it's it, I'm proud. I'm proud of that work and I and I never want to undermine that and I'm proud that everybody could join in on, everybody could join in on that. That's where it's fun. That's where mm-hmm. it's gr- like that's where it's like new that's, that's, you know, we're looking for art that's going to inspire. That's where it's at, where you have different, true, different voices coming together, disagreeing, agreeing. But at the end of the day, like, they know it's for the betterment of everybody that, they, <laughs> you know, like, they love the art. They love the community. They don't have to love everybody in it. But they are united in some regard in that sense. And the yeah. institutions understand it's the other way around. Like, the people run huge. The community runs it. There's people that... You know, are in place to whatever, but the people run it and that that's the that's a a model that works for us and not saying that's the only model that works, but just saying like, take note, like how you operate might need to evolve because at this point, Hollywood can come to us. We know things have changed with industry and the entertainment biz, it, bringing it back to capitalism. So mm-hmm. why not just double down on where you're at and love the people in your community? Why not just do that? Like Netflix, don't care about what like special you're going to pick up. Industry doesn't care. Nobody cares. But if you have community, man, like now now you're you're picking up people like that probably never could have gotten you know uh, exposure to, to feeling worthy. And then they took an improv class. And then how they feel like they are enough. They have some self-worth. That's powerful. We're like, yeah. we're, places that I'm from, that's not a, that's not normal. You know, in history, they, they don't teach it. But like slaves, like the mothers used to down talk their children so that the slave owners wouldn't want to pick them up. You know, so it's common to see mothers down talk their children, you know. But that's not from nowhere. That's taught to like try to protect your child. So, why not double down in your community and try to uplift them each as best you can and educate them? Because that's the goal is love and understanding, period. There's no other goal on earth, I'm convinced. If it's ruling and dominating and hurting and killing, then then I don't believe in it. How about that? And you got to kill me because I don't agree. How about that?
0: <laughs> okay. How about I don't kill you?
2: No, not you. Not I indeed. know. Um And- you, yeah. I want to say thank you to you, and I also want to say um, I, I'm going to uh, give you a challenge to yes. continue to do this podcast, but go on a run, go on a tear, and seeing if you can get as many black and brown voices, because John told you to. Because John said that the comedy world listens to Becky, but the, the comedy world could probably hear some black and brown voices, so if Becky put these folks on in a way— that that's very real like you and i have a relationship so this isn't just you going down the white pages looking for bro- <laughs> <black> <laughs> uh white pages in 1988 uh i think i think that's the message you want to send so the people that are on those sidelines being silent they now get inspired like oh shit okay becky took risks becky's trying and becky's kind of like setting the tone of like this is how we now operate y'all We do this it, not that you don't but just saying like I'm going to do that.
0: Yes. Challenge accepted and actually oh. though. Oh. <laughs> the way that I've done my recordings, this is going to be the second in a series of such.
2: <gasps> oh. So th- then you have to then.
0: Yeah, I'm going to keep going. And thank you for that too. Yeah. Cuz it can also feel weird and uncomfortable to approach people during this time.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, it's hard. Speaking
0: to my fellow white people now like yeah. Make the mistakes. You'll end up having a wonderful conversation potentially with John Gebertadios ta-ti-os. and getting to share it with people. Ta-ti-os. And it's, it's huge. It's Tatios. Oh. Tatios. Uh, yeah. What was I saying? I didn't
2: want to correct you earlier because I was like, you know what? What I say? You said Tatios. And you know what? Tatios. <laughs> it's a lazy way to say your T's. That's what thank- it is. I get thank
0: it. Thank you. <laughs> Gebertadios.
2: <laughs> you said it. You just said it like, I don't know, like you're from <laughs> Baltimore. John <laughs> uh, Give Tadios. Um Yeah, I'm really I'm I'm really happy. I'm not gonna lie, like most black people would be apprehensive and curious, like what? Why, Becky, are you asking me to be on a podcast? My city's on fire. <laughs> Becky, what the fuck? <laughs> not now. Becky, <laughs> read the room. But I understand you know, I understand where you're coming from and, and you recognize you do have a voice. You have a platform. You have uh you have influence. You you do. And, it, and it's good to see that you recognize it and now making that transition to, to make an attempt. I remember Jill started an all-black improv group called the Marcus Garvey Experiment. We had like three shows. It was hard to do because mm-hmm. it was started up by a white woman. But if she had not done that, we would not have later formed like a blackout or, yeah. or the Black and Funny Fest. So, you know, like take risks. And when you mess up, it's okay. Uh, we say sorry because that's a real accident where I'm from. That you say sorry when it's a real accident. When you intentionally mean to do something and then you say sorry, that's not the definition of sorry. That's something else. So I feel like I know your intentions and I know what you would want to do. I think Canada has this Minnesota nice vibe too. And oh, luckily, We say
0: sorry like every second word for no reason. <laughs> you,
2: do, you do.
0: We you got you a do. problem with sorry and we know it.
2: You do. I, it took a while for me to understand that that's just like... Common (laughs) Like when you
0: came up here People are talking Like
2: (laughs) That first time I was like whoa
0: Weirdos No I was like
2: These people are so Sweet and polite They're just gentle They don't They don't want to hurt Nobody
0: No Um, it's Minnesota nice
2: (laughs) Yeah But um, You recognize it. And also What I love about you Becky Is that you grew up You grew up in Canada You know you have privilege You know you Are learning on a curve And it's going to be hard It's hard work You're going to mess up But you're crafty You're creative. You have influence, and this is a good, like a good start for. And I'm talking about how you can rally and galvanize white folks who also have influence. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. To really kind of like make some changes, like Coco being the managing or the artistic director or the boss of Bad Dog. Like, come on, that's that's not overnight either, right? Like Coco busted her ass, and Mm -hmm. that also took white folks to really that have influence to. Uh, create an opportunity to get out of the way to say yeah
0: yeah
2: or, yeah um,
0: yeah you know, we're gonna see a lot more of people fighting to not let go but
2: yeah and that means they're living in a scarcity sort of life i'm, I'm sorry for
0: yeah them. <laughs> well john <laughs> no, i i love you too i love you so much and thank you so much for talking to me uh, i and love you too just it's just you're just such a powerful voice and it's just I could listen to you for hours. Really? <laughs> yes. It's beautiful to hear you talk. Oh, and it's beautiful you. to hear you right now. Like, mm-hmm. you're energized.
2: Yeah, I I, I am. The COVID kind of knocked me up. but This woke me up. Can yeah. you hit up, uh, what is it called? The CBC? What do you guys have out there?
0: Yeah, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation?
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: What do you want me to do to them?
2: Tell them John Gapatatios wants to go on and talk about Minnesota Nice.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I work there. We'll oh, you see. Do? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, oof, that would be a whole other episode.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, here's an. There's, exercise some, there's in... some dismantling
0: to do. Let's let's do it. I'm sorry. That's the Minnesota nice way to say it. But
2: mm-hmm. let's do it. I'm, it's a great story and worth the fight. Let's get it.
0: I'll do my best. That's a, there's a challenge for me. Hell
2: yeah! Practical. There's a challenge logical, for me. Get me on CBC, and then if if you are met with uh, resistance if and you just start a hashtag we're good hashtag Gibbertatios <laughs> on cbc <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yeah. john where can people find you online or in the real oh, yeah. world if they want to and if you want them to
2: yeah um on the social media i guess you could uh john Gibbertatios. i nobody else spells it the way i do but if you want to know how my last name is spelled g-e-b-r-e-t-a-t-o-s- E. Um thank you. Yeah. Or Google me.
0: We'll put links attached to this episode too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I tell you this is this is really nice, man. This is real it's real nice to get out some thoughts. Dive a lot of them right now. So thank oh, you.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: um I don't know if you play music um like as an outro, but uh i trust i trust your choice in music if you do that
0: i choose well do you have a recommendation i just can't play anything copyrighted
2: oh yeah um and i have
0: my friend laura made the theme music that i could use oh okay go ahead
2: laura yeah whatever i trust laura whatever the vibe but did you
0: have a suggestion
2: um mm -mm, no no i I like original artists making music for it that's actually cooler to me so
0: (laughs) we have to it's the law (laughs) all right (laughs) bye buddy Uh, Thank you. Bye. The H Word Podcast is a proud member of the shop family of productions. Follow the shop on Instagram at the shop underscore T O. Artwork this week by Reverend Itor, and our theme music as always by Laura Barrett. For information on all our artists and guests, please follow us everywhere at the H Word Pod. Or sign up for our newsletter at thehwordpod.com.